Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi there. You were going to go first, Linda. You didn't say hi, so I finally said hi. Actually, I did say hi, but actually, we are not on the road right this minute. We are sitting in a vineyard in Napa, California, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Let me set the stage for you. You know, those of you who have ever been in a vineyard, there's a kind of a magic about them because... You're in among these rows of vines running along above you. And this time of year, most of the grapes have been harvested. But there's still a few hanging about here and there. And some are still grapes and some are raisins. And so you can walk along the row and have yourself some grapes or some raisins. And it's pretty beautiful here, Linda. The sun is just getting ready to set And listeners may be saying, so why in the world are you in a vineyard? And what in the world does that have to do with parenting or with families? Well, what it has to do with is a birthday right at the moment. We're here to celebrate Richard's birthday. Do you want me to say what number, honey? Yeah, I'll tell him. I'm turning 46 uh, tomorrow, so (laughs) we're we're all pretty uh, excited about it. And that's really not why we came. We came to this beautiful Northern California, an area we've always loved because of what you listeners heard last week. Our youngest daughter, Charity, who got married and had to have three receptions, one in Salt Lake, one in Texas, where her new husband lives, and one in Palo Alto, where they live now. So we're here for that, and Linda, being the marvelous spouse and wife that she is, thought, hey, let's piggyback that trip, that necessary but pleasurable trip, with a little birthday celebration. So I've been getting surprised all day. We drove up into the beautiful Napa Valley, and we're walking through vineyards now doing our beloved radio show. And then we're going to go and have some additional festivities, none of which I have any idea about, Linda, because you're such a you're such a surprise person. I mean, you just won't even give me a clue. Oh, my goodness. That's what you wish would happen. No, no. That's Honestly, how you are. Well, you are you the surprise champion of the world. No, no, no. no, no love don't, it don't, if I surprise you every single no, day. No, no. Don't deflect this, this compliment I'm giving you because first Linda surprised me a week and a half ago while all of our grandkids were here. Uh, for the wedding, I came in from running a little errand. I was actually up the the road taking down the signs we had used to direct people to the wedding reception the night before, thinking, wow, it's kind of cool, that's over, I can just relax a little and kind of chill all day today. And I thought all the grandkids and the kids were out doing their own thing for a while, and I came back to the house and And Linda said, go into your library, into your den. I've got a little surprise for you. So I opened the door, and there were all my grandkids, except the ones who were in China, which is, what, four of them, all the rest. So 22 grandkids sitting there singing happy birthday to me. And it blew me away. You could have knocked me over with a feather. How you got everyone in there and kept it quiet and surprised me like that, I'll never know. So I thought, well, wow, what a surprise. This is awesome. And now 
here we are alone on our own in Northern California, and you're doing more surprises. I'm telling you, I don't deserve this. This is awesome. <laughs> you deserve it, and you know it, <laughs> and you love birthdays, and so it really has been fun. We had a cowboy party for him the day after um, the reception at our house, and it was so fun. All the kids had cowboy hats on and blowers and yelling and you know, they have a little song that they sing for Richard, not to go on on this, but um, it's We Love You, Grandfather. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, when we're not with <laughs> they you, we're blue. They were singing it with kazoos. It was pretty We don't awesome. love anyone as much as you. Oh, Grandfather, except, we except love you. Grammy, except Grammy ta, and ta, our parents ta. and our siblings. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, really, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you, Linda. You are just awesome. It's surprising me, and I'm so, so so happy. Now, we're going to get to Halloween. That's the subject of today's show. But I did want to say thank you for all these great birthday surprises. And I should also add that in many of the families of you listeners and others uh, who we've met over the years, um, birthdays are a fabulous time for family traditions. And we can never overemphasize the importance of family traditions. Linda, Linda likes to say traditions are the glue that holds families together. And my birthday, all through time, as we've raised our family, the tradition has been to jump in autumn leaves. And I'm looking around here, Linda, and I'm seeing a lot of leaves that have fallen off of the grapevines. And I think when we finish the show today... We better scrape some together with our feet and bury each other in them just to honor the tradition which has gone on now for so many years. And, you know, uh-huh. one one thing this tradition has taught us, I don't know if I've ever told this on the radio, so let me just really quickly do it. It's my birthday tradition that finally got it through my head how important traditions are to families because... The kids would not let it die. As they got older, this childish tradition of jumping into leaves, they just wanted to keep doing it. They were teenagers, and they were in their 20s. They still wanted to keep doing it. Then uh, when two of them were on, three of them were on their missions, LDS missions, missing my birthday for the first time. And on my birthday, three envelopes show up, and I think, oh, how nice. They all sent birthday cards. And I open them up, and none of them is a birthday card, each of them, and they hadn't talked to each other. Each of them is a leaf, and each of them says, well, actually, the the two girls uh, had little notes on their leaves saying, Dad, we honored your tradition. Don't forget, we're still part of our family. It brought tears to my eyes. And then the third one was from our son, Josh. No note, just a leaf, because he's a boy. And I could just imagine him thinking, I'll just send Dad a leaf. He'll know what it means. But anyway, the point is, Birthday traditions are powerful, powerful things. All traditions and rituals within families are, even the ones that have to do with this horrible holiday of Halloween that's coming up, Linda. It's a horrible Oh, now, 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 Richard. I I have to say I resented Halloween (laughs) a lot when all of our kids were home and everybody had to have a costume and we had to keep running over to the DI or getting, you know, purple hairspray and fangs and blood and all that stuff. And I got so <laughs> exasperated about it. One year, I just decided, 
you know what? There's no sense in being exasperated about this because it's going to go on forever, and it is very creative. And Linda, you, really you, you, so you just are you you admitting that you just said if you can't beat him, join him? Is that basically what happened to you on Halloween? That is exactly right. I just got ready, expected the mess, expected the changing their minds three times before after the costumes were all organized before we got to the end. But um, the more I decided, you know, I'm just going to quit hating this. I'm just going to really get into it. And um, I have a witch hat myself, and I, I was a witch most of the time, so it wasn't really a costume. But it really was fun to see them go for this. And I do have to say that we have a daughter who lives in Boston who um, does wonderful creative things, but she's a photographer, and she was so busy editing um, last year, I think it was, editing photos from photo shoots that she's done. She just does family work, and it's fabulous. But she was just so busy, and this little M comes to her side and says, Mommy, can you help me with my Halloween costume? I really want my Halloween costume ready right now. And she thought on the spur of the moment, this is what we need to do. You go down to the costume closet and you come up with your own Halloween costume. You can have anything that's in there. Be creative. Do whatever you possibly can. So she I didn't did. Even know. Wait, I didn't, wait, I didn't know they had a What do you mean a costume closet? They have a costume closet? No, a costume box downstairs. Oh, well, I don't, and they had I, a big I, I, box of, of of costumes from years past and things. You know, oh, I didn't even know that. I, I thought the up. kids just—I thought they just came up with their own wild costume out of whatever they could find around the house. Well, they did because Charlie, their next oldest one, um, caught the vision of doing it by himself. So he went out and got a whole bunch of duct tape and a grocery bag and decided he was going to be an alien squid. And honestly, it is the cutest thing you've ever seen. He's all silver, and then he has this garbage bag over his head with a place for his face, and he's just the most marvelous alien squid. So he ran around the neighborhood on Halloween night yelling, An alien squid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when you need help, who are you going to call? Alien squid, you know. <laughs> and, well, I didn't um, even know some of those details, but I, but I do think Sadie, in fact, in our Deseret News article this week, we wrote about, we quoted Sadie from her blog and how her conclusion was, if you become one of those parents who is competing for the best mommy costume designer on the planet or whatever, you're going to face a lot of stress and your kids are just going to be like little runway models for your creation. Why not instead... Turn it over to the kids. Let them come up with some wacky costume, and don't worry so much about what the neighbors think. And let the let the holiday be a time to hone and develop and exercise the child's imagination rather than yours, rather than what you saw on Pinterest the other day. Right? Is that the essence of it, Linda? Well, it is. But we're probably either preaching to the choir, my <laughs> moms who've already figured that out. Or mothers who have spent a fortune on a costume are going, oh, shoot, I didn't think of that. It's too late now. We're getting close to Halloween. So uh, whatever well, you did, I'm sure is going to be fantastic. Linda, listen, I mean, let's get let's get down. Let's get right down dirty here and candid here. Uh, Halloween's a terrible holiday. Think about it. I mean, 
For one thing, it is, uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little, but I, I kind of believe what I'm saying now. It, for one thing, it's ghoulish. It's bloody. It's it's like horrible. It's like giving kids nightmares. For another thing, it's giving them cavities because they eat all the candy in the world. And even if you ration it out or you know, all eat three pieces a day, they're going to eat candy for six months. And so it's bad on that level. It's sort of it sort of sucks away our attention in the fall from the real holiday, which is Thanksgiving. I mean, everyone gets so into Halloween and, and everyone jumps from Halloween right over to Christmas about the 1st of November. You go from the jack-o'-lanterns to the Santa Clauses and the snowmen without even a pause. Poor old forgotten Thanksgiving gets left out. I just, I got to tell you, Halloween is just not a great holiday. Now, there's my statement. What are you going to say about that? You know, I just have to disagree with you because it really is a creative time when you can get outside of yourself and become somebody else. I mean, I agree that if you're uh, a monster with blood running down your um, face and your body, that's for me, that's going too far. But I think it is so fun to see the creative stuff that shows up at our front door on Halloween. Yeah, but what about so awesome. What, what about these costumes people are paying hundreds of dollars for and, and decorating their house and so on? I mean, is it is it really worth the time or the money or the effort? I don't know. I mean, I'm just well, saying. Let's take well, a break and let's let the listeners think about where do you come down on Halloween if you're a parent? Are you are you pro-Halloween or con-Halloween? Think about it for a minute. And we'll be back and we'll try to do in the second half of the show what Linda's already started to do, which is give you some helpful hints on how to make Halloween a little bit better. Be back right after this break. Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Now, Richard. Hey, now, hey, Richard. One, wait, one thing before you start on me. I, I, uh, I'm feeling kind of sad. I sat down here in this vineyard and uh, in my yellow pants, you know. Oh, don't tell me you them. have... I might have uh, sat on a grape or something. I don't know. We'll have to look at that later, but I'm so sorry because... I know you really like these yellow pants. I just love them. <laughs> they're brand new. Are you kidding? Darn you. It's oh, hard to get red grape juice out of anything. Anyway. Well, the um, reason I wore them is they match the leaves in the vineyard. You know, I, you know me. I always want to match my environment. Right. It's such a miracle when this guy matches anything. He's <laughs> colorblind. But anyway, um, let me go back to the argument. You're just trying to uh, divert attention because you know you're wrong. Um, it really is important to have Halloween because it's fun. Are you saying you don't want fun? I mean, it's fun for the kids. It may not be fun for a mom with six kids, but it really is so fun, whether the kids organize their own costumes or whether you go into expensive costumes or creative. You have to admit, we have a daughter-in-law who loves costumes all year round. There's nothing that she loves more. In fact, <laughs> our little cabin with all of their precious stuff in it, which they stored there because they moved to Hawaii, burned down. And I think the thing that she misses the most is her huge box of costumes. <laughs> but because she's come up with some more. 
She has come up with some more. I mean, she has a three-year-old that looks exactly like a monkey. She has a 13-year-old that looks exactly like Medusa. I mean, it is awesome to see what she comes up with. It's her life. She She loves it. But hang on, she's going against what what Sadie, our other daughter, just says. I mean, she's doing the costumes for the kids. They're like her little creations that she makes up, right? Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay if she loves it. And I bet her kids are going to love it with their kids. So you're I saying mean, you're saying a mom, the mom has to decide if she really if she loves getting into Halloween, do it. But if she doesn't, let the kids have their their own imagination working on their costumes. Exactly, and you don't have to spend a fortune on elaborate costumes. You just have to be creative. I mean, can you think how much Asia probably paid for those costumes? Nothing. (laughs) Probably $3 max. No matter how spectacular they are, she knows how to organize things and go to the DI and get the most amazing stuff. So let's go back to... Well, let, the other on, let side me, of Halloween. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. But I got, I got a, I got a, a suggestion for parents here in a minute. So, all right, just let me be on record as saying, as much as I hated Halloween for several years, and the mess that created afterwards, all the hairspray that was all over all the cupboards for a long time, and hair and wet spider webs and all that. I think it's one of the funnest holidays ever. Okay, you're on record. And let me back off a little. I was trying to play devil's advocate, but I here's why I like Halloween. I mean, this will sound funny, but could there be anything better than walking around with your kids on a, on a moonlit, crisp, late autumn night with leaves crunching underneath your feet and you're seeing your old neighbors and you're, you're sort of socializing and you're... You're just out there in the beautiful, uh, spooky light of Halloween. And I, I do like that, and I and I do like the imagination that goes into some of the costumes. Now, but I have to say, my my sort of love hate relationship with Halloween's gone on a long time, and it started with the candy thing. I mean, I tried everything. I was giving out apples one year instead of candy and nobody came to our door. They, the word got out. They're just giving out apples. No go to the Irish house. <laughs> and then, and then other, other years we'd try to, you know, make kids sing before. So we're not just going to hand you something, sing us a song before we give you anything and nobody'd sing. And then they said, don't go to the Irish and make you do stuff. So I tried a lot of crazy things, but here's the one good idea that I did have one year, and I think we used it, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, I think we used it several years. We sent our kids out early. They came back with their big bags of candy, and then we gave out that candy to all the kids that came to our door for the rest of the evening. So our kids got to go trick-or-treating. We didn't have to go to the store to buy candy. We gave it out to other kids, and at the end of the evening, we'd all had fun, and there was no candy left for our kids to rot their teeth out with. Oh, now, Richard, I have to adjust that just a little bit. They did come back. No, well, that was my idea, but I the idea was come back and we will let you. That was my idea. No, it was my idea. No, I said that was my solution for not rotting their teeth out. Give away all the candy they collect. No, not all. We had them go through and keep whatever they wanted, and then (laughs) there was a lot they didn't want. So they just gave it away, which is so great. It's a great way to get rid of candy. In fact, we took, you know, we said, take three or four, 
take these. And so I did have to buy candy <laughs> until they well, got back went, from there. You're right. I, I, I do remember you and I went through it and picked out a couple things, and then we gave out the rest. <laughs> After the kids got what they wanted, you sound like a wicked father. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get people thinking about this Halloween thing because I think you have I do think parents have to think about Halloween and decide what they want to get out of it. I mean, is it a time to cultivate the child's imagination? Is it a time to just have silly, wacky fun? Is it a time to compete with all the other families and see who can come up with the wildest costume? Is it a time to go to trunk or treat down at the church parking lot or whatever and hang out and barbecue a couple of burgers while you're standing around? I mean, there's a lot of ways to celebrate Halloween, and and some of them are good ways. And I think parents just have to think a little about it. I mean, a holiday ought to be a tool used by parents to teach whatever it is they think they want to teach to their children, if possible. Well, you know, I I do have to add that when I was a child, my dad would only allow us to go to five houses and then come back. And I was still really excited about it. Yes, because he lived through the Great Depression, and my mom as well, but he really lived, lived it. And he thought that it was begging for food. <laughs> just for him, it was like begging for food. And he hmm. just said, you know, I just don't think that's necessary. You can wear a costume if you want, but go get five pieces of candy and then come back. And I don't remember I really reading know that. that. I, I never yeah. knew that till this moment. Wow. You know, back when I was a little boy, what I loved was the Halloween festival at the school where you had the fish pond and all the other things you could do, and it was, and you know, bowls of chili and apple cider and everything. I don't think schools do that anymore. Do Richard, they? I think, I think I have you converted. You're now remembering how much you liked Halloween when you were a child. Aha. Yeah, yeah, but do they have Halloween festivals anymore with fish ponds? Of course they do. I mean, do I don't they? know about fish ponds. I don't know if anybody knows about fish ponds anymore, but <laughs> they have, of course, we just went through uh, an area. We went to Palo Alto, as Richard said earlier, and there's a huge pumpkin festival up by uh, Half Moon Bay, which is was unbelievable. There were Thousands of pumpkins out in the fields. Oh, and hang on, Linda. Oh, sorry. Finish, and then I've got you. You actually did make me think of one thing I really love about Halloween. Well, go ahead. I'm just saying there, there are fall festivals, but especially pumpkin festivals, Halloween festivals. They're everywhere. People, um, it, it's part of their tradition. It's part of their fiber. And as you said earlier, traditions are one of the most important things we can do with our kids. Okay, so here's a Halloween tradition that was awesome for us with our kids when they were young. And I will add, all of our kids are doing this tradition only in an improved form with their kids. And that, and it does involve huge amounts of creativity and sort of approval and recognition and and identity and a lot of other things that kids need. And that, Linda, is... The jack-o'-lantern carving of pumpkins. Now, oh, a lot yeah. of people do that, but uh, the, the way most of our kids now do it with their grandkids is they, they set a hole aside a whole evening, 
They, they, the parents work as consultants to the kids, but the kids design the face they want or whatever they want on the pumpkin. Then the parents help them with it. And when it's finally all done and the candles are in and they're all lit up, then each of them wins a prize. And the parents put a plaque on each pumpkin, the scariest, the most creative, the funniest, the happiest, and so on. So that everyone gets a prize and I have now. Now you're kind of converting me, Linda. I remember how fun we did with that, and how sad I felt when, after a week or two, those poor little pumpkin faces started withering up and looking like little eighty-five-year-old men. Well, first of all, I have to say that our children don't have grandchildren. You said that a little bit wrong, but um, our children's children do do this, and it really is so fun. But you're making it sound like, I mean, everybody does not have nine children, Richard. You'd have to invite the whole neighborhood no, I to give out four. that many prizes, and no, which you could invite prizes. the best friends over. I was thinking of, like, Sadie's family, just four kids, and they all the kids win a prize for something, depending on what their pumpkin looks like after it's carved. And how about those with two kids? Well, then they can give out two prizes, you know, the ugliest and the best or whatever they want to do. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you have to remember that you have to be in on the contest, too. And so that would be four. You're right. Yeah, if you only had one child, you'd just do three pumpkins, one for you, one for each of the parents. Or if you're a single parent with one child, you do two. I mean, you know. If you can do this tradition, it's not about how many you have. It's about what you do and how much fun you have doing it, right? Well, right. And I have to say, I know that our grandchildren are so excited about Halloween. And they all have different rules. They have thought about it. The parents have thought about it and decided what what the rules are going to be on the candy and all that and so forth. And whether it's just go out there and get as many things as you possibly can in your pillowcase, which kills me. <laughs> Kids are filling up a pillowcase with candy. and But then you have to either give some away or only have three a day or pay to get it out. Or, you know, there's so many things that I've heard parents are doing. You know, whatever works as long as you've thought about it and the kids agree with it so you, they don't feel like they have ogres for parents. I think that makes Halloween fun. Have a little family council and say, what do you think is good about Halloween? What don't you like to the kids? Let them get involved in the discussion. How much candy is good for you? What should we do? How should we get rid of the candy that you don't eat? Should we give it out again to other kids? Should we give it to a homeless shelter? What should we do? Talk about it. Get the kids involved and design the Halloween you want to have rather than just falling into what the commercial interests want you to do on Halloween and buying their $500 costumes. Anyway, that's our show for today. And let me just tell you that next week you want to tune in because we're going to shift gears from one of the most dubious holidays to the very best family holiday in the history of the world, namely Thanksgiving. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. 